Hi, big book reading, Saturday morning. Let's do a big book reading together. Um, <clears throat> you know, I've been on a roll with this thing. I've been reading a little paragraph, kind of jumping around in the beginning, kind of moving forward like that through the book. Um, and I'm wondering if I shouldn't be doing a big book study, like start at the very beginning, read paragraphs like in order, and discuss it as we go. Um, so give me your feedback on that. Let me know if that'd be interesting to you, if anybody out there would like to do a big book study. I mean, I am studying, we are studying the big book together by me doing it this way, but I'm just kind of randomly jumping around. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Let me know what you want to do. If you want to do something different. <clears throat> this reading is page 44, We Agnostics, chapter four. We agnostics. In the preceding chapters, you have learned something of alcoholism. We hope we have made clear the distinction between the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic. Okay? If when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit drinking entirely, or if when drinking you have little control over the amount you take, you're probably an alcoholic. If that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. To one who feels he's an atheist or agnostic, such an experience seems impossible. But to continue as he means, as, as he mean, to con continue as he is means disaster, especially if he is an alcoholic of the hopeless variety. To be doomed of an alcoholic death or to live on a spiritual basis are not always easy alternatives to face. Okay, there's so much in here. First, they're talking about people that are alcoholic in the hopeless variety. I, I put myself in that category. I am a, an alcoholic like out of the big book. So when they start the reading, it says in the preceding chapters. So if you get out your little book and you look <clears throat> at we agnostics, the previous chapters are <clears throat> there is a solution Bill's story, there is a solution, and more about alcoholism. Especially, well, Bill's story is a relatable story. It takes a while to figure out that you are Bill. Bill is the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, if you're new. Um, but more about alcoholism, and there is a solution, does exactly what this reading says. In, in these chapters, you'll learn something about alcoholism. So I really suggest you read those over and over. Very powerful, you know, and we'll read them together, but that's what they're talking about here. So you've read a little bit about what an alcoholic is, right? And, and there's a clear distinction between an alcoholic and a non-alcoholic. Now there are heavy drinkers that, that are not alcoholics. Alcoholics are people that have the disease of alcoholism. Alcoholism centers in your mind. It's going to demand to be treated one way or another. Whether you're drinking, using drugs, gambling, whatever it is, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to treat that thinking, right? So, if you find you can not quit entirely, or you have little control over what you drink when you do drink, you may be alcoholic. Now, the other way that I know to find out if you're alcoholic, because I have met all sorts of people, I've met binge drinkers, I've met people that drink very little, but life's completely unmanageable. 
<clears throat> all different kind of stories. People that <clears throat> drink like I did until they were absolutely blacked out and drank 24 hours a day and could not stop. Uh, so there's all different kinds of alcoholics <clears throat> that suffer from the disease of alcoholism. There are people with alcoholism that have never had a drink before, right? They haven't figured that out yet. I know a lot of alcoholics that have alcoholism that treat it with something else. So you got to figure out the, the way that the tried and true thing of all those people I just mentioned, all those different kinds of drinkers or people with alcoholic is, is how they feel sober. How do you feel sober? I don't care if you drank two beers last night and a shot of tequila and you passed out and that was, you know, your body responds differently or you drank a fifth and two joints. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you did. How are you feeling sober? When you're sober, are you irritable, restless, and discontent? Do you have to do something to feel better? Do you feel constantly ill at ease? Uh, is your head going constantly like a radio station that's not quite tuned into a station, maybe has four stations going at a time, right? Those are the things that really are telltale signs of alcoholism. Some people eat themselves to death, drink themselves to death, but it is a mental illness that's trying to kill you, okay? It's trying to convince you you don't have it, so it can have its way with you, if you didn't know. <laughs> when I first got sober, I thought it was the alcohol. I thought I had a drinking problem. I didn't know I had a thinking problem. But it seemed very apparent <clears throat> that I I had a that I had a a thinking problem because I was stone cold sober when I drank again when I relapsed I wasn't drunk then so I couldn't blame it on the alcohol right so I had to realize what was wrong with me so now they're talking about okay so now you've read the chapters you understand what I said I'm an alcoholic I suffer from alcoholism I hate feeling sober I hate the way it feels right. So it says a lot of people that get to AA balk or jump back or stop and say, no, you're talking too much about God. Okay, so it says in here, to one he, who feels he's an atheist or agnostic, this spiritual experience that you need to have, right? It says, if that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. Well, what is a spiritual experience? Atheist agnostics just decide automatically. Well, I don't believe in God. It's not going to work for me. I'm out of here. Don't tell me what to believe in. You know, I grew up, uh, God, if I hear one more story about, I grew up in the Catholic church and I hate priests, you know, whatever. That has nothing to do with Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, that's the good news. Got nothing to do with it. So let me explain what they mean, that only a spiritual experience can conquer this kind of thinking. A spiritual experience can be a shift in your perception. It is not about an altar, baptism, uh, confession, or uh, what is it when you go and you have communion? It's not any of that. Okay, it's a shift in your perception, or as they talk about in the doctor's opinion, a psychic change. Okay, so you have to have a psychic change or a, I call it a shift in my perception 
That's the only thing that's going to help with this disease because it's a mental disease. So the very thing that's thinking is the problem, right? This is the problem. So how am I going to think my way out of it? I have to have new information. I have to shift my perception. I tell that story about the guy in the truck who's driving out to feed the cows every day, every day, and he's in the ruts of the truck. I just told this story a couple days ago. Sorry if you didn't hear it. I want to just let you know what I'm talking about. The ruts, the grooves in the dirt are so deep because he drives the truck out and back, out and back, same path every day, out to the cows, feeding the cows, rain or shine, sick or well, he is out there feeding the cows. How does he turn the truck and get it out of those grooves. Well, it's impossible to turn that thing around if you've ever done that before. But if you shift it, take the steering wheel whoop, and one degree every day, you will eventually turn yourself around about 180 days. So same thing with this. There's a shift that happens in your thinking and it happens slowly because your mind resists it. I don't want to look at things differently. I'll give you an example of a shift of perception of someone that got sober. This was my first experience with this. I was in an AA room and we did the reading and we we're going around the room. We go around the room round Robin style and we got to this one girl. This girl came in. She was uh, actually had found the club room because she was stalking a boyfriend, right? He worked next door and uh, we were in this little strip mall. And um, she was stalking him and trying to see if he was cheating on her. And she came into the club room like to hang out and get some coffee and go to the bathroom, I think. And she started coming to the meeting and her kids had been taken away, her, her child. And she came in and she was pissed. She started sharing. She liked it. She started coming to the meeting, right? She needed an answer. She thought, these people have something going on. So she started coming to the meeting and um, she would talk about the CPS worker that came and took her kid. And oh my God, the things she called this woman, right? I, she was really pissed. And, you know, she couldn't see how her own actions had kind of caused any of that. You know, no, it was all this woman's fault. How dare she come in my house? This, you know, and we sat to do the steps with her and we said, you know, you're going to need to pray about this, you know, resentment. This is like pretty big. And she was like, called her the C word and, ooh, you know. Just, <laughs> it's really bad. And I thought, well, this is never going to work, right? And about 32 days later, I'm sitting there and it goes around the room and it gets to her and they call on her and she says, well, I'm just so grateful to be here today. And I'm just so grateful to CPS for taking my child. And so he's safe while I can get well. And I went, what? Wait a minute, what? Yeah. And then she continued her share. And she was so grateful that her son was in a safe place and that they got him out of a bad situation so she could get well, right? And she had this opportunity to get well. And I was like, wait a minute, how can that be? 30 days ago and, you know, all the way through this time, she's been complaining and bitching and moaning that her life has been ruined by this CPS, right? and how much she hates CPS and how, you know, and all of a sudden today, she's grateful. Now, I don't know when she had a shift in perception. Nothing in her life changed. She did not get her kid back. She did not sue CPS or whatever she said she was gonna do. 
nothing changed except for her perception. She looked at it differently. That is a spiritual experience. So if you're worried about not being able to find an answer in Alcoholics Anonymous because you don't believe in God, that's just one more excuse you're using not to change your life. You get to come in. It's such a nice little structured program that lets you decide what you're going to do. You get to decide who you believe in. You get to decide how you have this spiritual experience. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of people come in and, you know, it's uh, uh, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, and all that. You know, that's it. They can do that. Allah, you know, Buddha. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It matters that you're open-minded enough to see things differently. No matter who you pray to. Your way is not working. That is the first step. I don't know. I have fucked up my life. That's the first step. It's not that I'm powerless over alcohol. Alcohol is a, a liquid. I'm powerless over alcoholism in my head. I am powerless and I need my ego to be smashed because I think I know everything. I can do this. I can do this on my own. I'm going to do this differently. Now, there's a lot of ways to get sober. I'm not saying that AA or NA or any kind of 12-step program is the only way to go. But boy, it sure has a great track record. It gets people sober when nothing else can. Now, if you can get sober somewhere else, great. It doesn't matter. Just get sober. Get an answer. Don't quit drinking and be miserable. Don't, be, don't quit drinking and be like in your alcoholism and think, oh my God, you know, people are like, oh my God, I wish she'd drink. She's such a nightmare. You want an answer with depth and weight. You want a way to live your life free, right? You don't want to be burdened by resentments, fears, sex problems. You don't want to be drug around by your nose by this disease. You want to walk a free person. So I love the reading today. I'm sorry I went on. Oh, I went on too long. I, they're probably not going to let me post this. It's too long. Shit, that's, that sucks. Have a great day.